abgenommen bedauert. The Skelly Oil Company presents Captain at Night. Captain Midnight, brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, at this same time, by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. See, how does your motor sound when you try to start it on these frosty mornings? Does it sometimes sound like this? If your motor sounds like that, look out. For that slow, heavy grinding is possibly caused from oil so stiff and heavy... It acts like glue in your motor, creating a tremendous drag on moving parts. This makes your car hard to start, of course. But much more serious, that stiff oil doesn't get up into your motor fast enough to lubricate properly. Now, it's a known fact that more wear is put on your motor during a dry start than you probably put on your motor during a whole day of driving. Before long, you may have a ruined motor and a big repair bill to pay. Now, fortunately, there's a simple, easy way to avoid this. Change to a wetter oil that's fast-flowing. Fast-flowing enough to get up into that motor and lubricate it right from the word go. And stand up after subjected to high driving heat. Now, I'll tell you an oil that will lubricate your motor safely during these cold winter months. That's Skelly Tagoline motor oil. You see, Skelly Tagoline flows exceptionally freely at low temperatures. It gets up there fast. And its tough, protecting film guards against that metal-to-metal contact that breaks motors down. If your motor's been grinding slowly on the start, you'll probably find it turns faster and smoother the moment you put in Skelly Tagoline winter motor oil. So drive in at Skelly's red, white, and blue sign. Fill up with Skelly Tagoline motor oil today. The boys at every Skelly station know just the right weight for your car. And if your radiator hasn't been protected for weather, they have a real antifreeze for you. And say you boys and girls who are listening, tell Dad about Skelly Tagoline winter oil, won't you? He'll be glad. He'll probably visit a Skelly station soon. And while you're there, you can join the Captain Midnight Flight Patrol. And the Skelly Man will send in for your free Mr. Magic weather forecaster badge. And now for Captain Midnight. Last time you remember, Captain Midnight and Chuck took a walk after Chuck's birthday party. Then they were held up, and the mysterious bandits asked for Captain Midnight's watch. Well, this would have identified Red Roberts as Captain Midnight. Luckily, Captain Midnight did not have his watch with him. It is now early the following morning, and Captain Midnight, Chuck, Steve Donovan, and Fred Boyd are gathered together in Boyd's office at 7G headquarters on Black Gulf Field. Steve is speaking. Great guns, Red. So you and Chuck were held up within 400 yards of the house. That's right, Steve. Uh, things have come to a pretty pass when you can't go for a walk outside your home without being robbed. There's more to this than just a robbery, Fred. Well, they took all of Red's money, even one of his watch. Seemed mighty put out when they couldn't find it, didn't they, Red? Yes, mighty put out. That's just the point. Well, it's uh, sure a lucky break you found out that your watch had gone haywire and that you'd given it to me to take down to the jewelers. Extremely lucky, Fred. You mean the robbery was just a blind for something else, Red? That's exactly what I mean. Then the whole purpose of the holdup was to get your watch. And all the time I had it. Still have it, for that matter. Which is a lucky break for all of us. A very lucky break. Well, I'll take it down to the jewelers. It'll be safe there. Good. Steve, did you locate that aerial camera? Oh, yes, I did, Red. I put it in the baggage compartment in the plane. How about film? Oh, there's enough film to make a map of the whole Rocky Mountains. Well, now then, let's go over our plans before we take off. Fred, you'll be here at Black Gulch Field. Steve, Chuck, and I will fly straight to the mine. The moment we get there, we'll install the camera in the Bonanza plane we rented. Then Chuck and I will take off on our trip to try to photograph Shark's hideout. Gee, I hope everything works out okay. Steve here will stay at the mine. If you want to communicate with me by radio, Fred, you'll be able to while we're flying our own plane and while we're at the mine, but not after we take off in the rented plane. Okay, I understand. How long do you think it'll take for you and Chuck to get those pictures? A little over an hour, if nothing goes wrong. Well, it's uh, only 8 o'clock now. If you don't have any trouble, you should be back here about noon. That's what I'm hoping. 
Now then, one thing more. Is there a photographic studio in town? Well, yes, if you can call it a studio. Yeah, queer old duck runs it. He uh, does his own developing, doesn't he? Yeah. Fine. I want you to make arrangements with him to develop this film for us. I will. If we get back at noon and take the film to him right away, he can have prints ready for us by this evening. Oh, then we'll have our aerial map. Gee, won't that be swell? Well, I don't see how a map's going to show where Shark's hideout is. Well, wait till you see the map, Fred. Then you'll get a better idea. Have you ever looked at a detailed aerial map, Fred? Well, uh... <laughs> well, no, I guess I haven't. Well, you'll be amazed to see the detail that's shown in a good aerial picture. For example... You can see a telephone line. Why, George, do you mean to say you can see the wires? Well, no. That's going a bit too strong. <laughs> but you can tell it by the shadows of the poles and the pile of dirt near the base of each pole. Gosh, I never thought of that. Why, sure. During the war, they got to the place where they could discover lots of things like that. During the trench fighting, they often buried cables leading back from listening posts. You could even tell where these cables were by the line of disturbed earth over them. Hey, they're running up the engine. Ah, that's right. We better get started. Well, we'll talk about pictures when we get back. Steve, Chuck, I guess we better be on our way. Well, I'm all set, Ray. Right. Oh, so am I. Boy, have I got my fingers caught. Well, good luck, boys, and I'll see you about noon. So long. So long, Fred. Yeah, so long, Fred. Say, Red, I'm going into the hangar in a minute. I'll meet you at the ship. Right, George, Steve. Hey, Red. I've been thinking. What, again, Chuck? Oh, no kidding, Red. This is serious. You remember that fellow who held us up last night? Yes, Chuck. I remember him only too well. Oh, do you remember his voice? I certainly do. Well, would you know it if you ever heard it again? Absolutely. Why? What are you getting at? Well, Red, I think I heard that fellow's voice before. You have? Yes, I'm almost positive I have. You know, I thought maybe I did, too. Now I know I'm on the right track. Tell me. Do you know who it was? Gosh, Red, I've been trying to figure it out. I know I've heard that voice before, but I just can't place it. But if I ever hear that voice again, I'll know it right away. I think we both will. I'm sure of it, Chuck. Well, look who's here. Well, hammer me down <laughs> if it isn't my old pal Chuck Quinn. Oh, hi, Eric. You know Red Roberts, don't you? Well, grind my veils, of course I do. How are you this morning, Robert? Good morning, Mud. How do you like your job by this time? Just fine, just fine. I like my job swell. <laughs> Which reminds me, I ain't thanked young Ramsey here for putting me wise to it. Gosh, I was tickled to death to tell you about it. Hey, man. by the way, Mud, do you know how to fly? Do I know how to fly? <laughs> Why, just put me at the controls once and see. <laughs> Why, I can handle a ship better than any autopilot you ever saw. <laughs> we'll have to try out sometime. Now you're talking. Just give me a chance once and you'll see flying what's never been seen before. Say, I see Steve Donovan putting a camera into the plane. Now, I worked on an aerial map of job once. If you want any help along that line, why, you just call on Ichabod Mart. What kind of work did you do? Oh, I installed the cameras and loaded and unloaded them. Why, well, that's old stuff to me. Oh, would you like to help on an installation job this morning? Well, loop the loop. Lead me to it. <laughs> you get into that falcon. We'll be with you in a second. Would I like to handle a camera? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I am. you. What a guy. <laughs> yeah. And if he can do half what he says he can, he'll be a lot of help. Oh, here comes Steve again. Well, uh, we're all ready. Okay, boys, we're all set. Steve, we're uh, taking this new mechanic, Mud, along. He says he knows all about an aerial camera. Well, that's fine. We can sure use some help. Where is he? Oh, he's in the ship, Steve. Well, well come on, then. Let's fire this. All right. Jump in, Chuck. Okay. After you, Red. Right. I'll close that door. <laughs> hey, look. Mud's in the pilot seat. <laughs> well, hammer me down. Don't you want an A number one pilot to do the flying? Did you touch this motor, Mud? Sure, she's turned like a sewing machine. Well, I'll rev it up once more for safety's sake. There, didn't I tell you? She's running fine. All right, Chuck. Ready to take her off? All set, Red. Give her the gun. After a short flight, Captain Midnight and his friends are near their destination. Well, boys, we're almost there. Oh, I remember, Steve. Just over that bridge. What about it, Chuck? You think you can land the ship all right? Sure, I think so, Rick. Can I try it? Well, hammer me down. I don't see no place to land. Well, there it is, Mud, right down there. Don't you see it? Sure, I see the mining camp, and I see a stretch of ground about as big as the counter in Mark Donovan's restaurant. <laughs> Hey, you're not going to try to take this plane down there, are you? Of course we are, Ichabod. 
What did you think we came up here for? Well, I'm my well. I thought you said you were a pilot, Mud. So you shouldn't be scared. Well, sure, I'm a pilot, but I didn't calculate on anybody landing a ship and somebody's mess hall. Watch it now, Chuck. Better start your glide. Just getting ready to now, Red. This is a ticklish place to get into, Chuck. So watch your step. I will. Any guy that can get in and out of here will shake and land in a cellar and then fly out again. This will be a good test of your ability, Chuck. Uh, which way you can land, Chuck? I figured I'd land on the runway from north to south. That's right, but you're headed west right now. Yeah, here's how I thought I'd do it. I'll keep in my glide straight ahead until I'm about 50 feet off the ground. Then I'll turn to the left, side slipping as I turn. Then I'll set her down. Good work, Chuck. You know more about flying than I thought. Uh, Steve taught me all I know. He says that the only way to get into a small field is by side slipping. Jumping in for Chuck. I don't think you're going to make it. Yes, I am. Watch your side slip, huh? Start getting your tail down, Chuck. If your wheels don't touch at the edge of the runway, Chuck, you're going to... I'll over... make it, I'll make it. Here go the flaps down Hold now. it steady. Hey, we'll overshoot and fall down that mountainside. Keep your shirt on, Mud, and shut up. Hold it now, Chuck. Steady. There, there, that's it. Uh, here we are. Great guns, Chuck. That was a nice job. Just as good as I could have done. I guess I'm improving, huh, Steve? I'll say you are, Chuck. You're going to earn your wings pretty soon. Watch it, Chuck. We're getting near the end of this runway. You'll have to use your brakes. Pointing up at the sky. Well, clean my carbon. Look up there, fellas. Great guns, I see it. Look, Red, a black-winged plane. A black-winged plane? That can mean only one thing. One of Shark's planes has been following us. Well, what do you think of that? One of Ivan Shark's planes... Shadowing Captain Midnight and Chuck. What does that mean? Does Shark suspect the purpose of their flight? Will Captain Midnight dare take off on his photographing trip? We'll find out more tomorrow. And now, remember, your car will start faster if you change to winter oil at once. Even more important, your motor will be safer when its propeller will be safer when it's protected by a real winter oil. An oil specially made to flow freely at low temperatures and stand up when subjected to high driving heat. Remember this, too. Shelly Tagoline winter oil is the oil to change to. It's amazingly fast-flowing. Rushes to every part of your motor the minute you step on the starter. Shelly Tagoline keeps your motor safe. And besides, it stands up mile after mile. Saves extra quarts and extra quarters. And you boys and girls, tell Dad this. Tell him he ought to try Skelly Tagoline oil for winter right now. And when he goes to the Skelly station, you go along and join Captain Midnight's flight patrol. It doesn't cost you a penny to join. And the Skelly man will send into headquarters for a free Mr. Magic weather forecaster badge for you. And listen tomorrow, same time, same station, for further adventures of Captain Midnight. Brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Will Captain Midnight and Chuck dare to take off on the photographing flight? Be sure to listen. Until tomorrow, this is your Skelly Man saying goodbye and happy landing!
The Skelly Oil Company presents Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, at the same time, by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. But first, you boys and girls, have you got the grand free gift I told you about yesterday? Have you got the two big free pictures the Skelly Man has for you? Well, now, if you haven't, you'd better go to the Skelly Station and get these marvelous pictures this very night. Remember, you can't get these pictures any other place in the world. For one is a picture of Chuck Ramsey, autographed for you. It says, Happy Landing, and it's signed Chuck Ramsey right on it. And the other is a picture of Captain Midnight himself. It's also autographed to you. It says, Sincerely, your friend, Captain Midnight. And they're big pictures, too. Now, of course, if you like Captain Midnight and Chuck Ramsey, you'll want to have these pictures. And there's a special reason for getting them at once. Because you remember, there's a big adventure coming for every boy and girl who listens to this program. And Captain Midnight's picture is a very important clue you need to take part in this adventure when it comes. You see, Captain Midnight's picture shows his ring. And on this ring, there's a secret symbol. A secret design that will help you in this thrilling adventure ahead. Help you to help Chuck Ramsey and Patsy Donovan and Captain Midnight, too. Say, you don't want to be left out when this exciting adventure comes, do you? No, sir. You want to be all set to help Chuck and Patsy and Captain Midnight and maybe win a marvelous prize, too. So, if you don't have these pictures already, be sure to get them this very night. And here's the best part of it. These pictures are absolutely free. They don't cost you a cent. You don't need to buy a thing. You don't need box tops or seals or even a penny for a stamp. To get these free pictures, here's all you do. You just go any place where Skelly Gasoline is sold. If you're already a member of Captain Midnight's Flight Patrol, show the Skelly Man your card or your badge, and he'll give you the pictures right away. He has them for you at his station. And if you're not a member of Captain Midnight's Flight Patrol, just tell the Skelly Man you want to join, and he'll give you your membership card and both pictures at once. And he'll send in to Skelly Headquarters for a big, flashing Misto Magic Weather Forecaster badge for you. It's the badge Captain Midnight's Flight Patrol members wear. And like the pictures, it doesn't cost you a cent. So go to any Skelly station tonight, won't you? Go alone, or Dad or Mother will be glad to drive you if you tell them you can get Captain Midnight's picture and Chuck Ramsey's picture absolutely free. Go tonight or tomorrow or Sunday, the next time you're out in the family car. And then you'll have these marvelous pictures and you'll be all set to help Chuck and Patsy in the thrilling adventure that's coming soon. And now for Captain Midnight. Last time, the second of the two mysterious planes which suddenly swooped down out of the night sky landed on the Black Gulch flying field. Steve, Fred, Chuck, and the new mechanic, Mud, pounced on the pilot and overpowered him in the dark. Suddenly he spoke and the voice was Captain Midnight. Our scene now is just after he is overpowered. Chuck is here. Bacon, bacon, Fred. We didn't know. Hey, you... get off of me. I'm about smothered. By George, it is, Roberts. Well, flaming floodlights, where did you come from? All right, Mud. Put that monkey wrench away. Yeah, don't crown me with that. We've got work to do. Well, what's it all mean, Red? I'll tell you in a minute, Chuck. Uh, say, has anyone got a flashlight? Yeah, I got a small one in my pocket. Fine, let's have it. Oh, Jiminy Crickets, look. There are two planes up there. Hey, what's coming off around here, Red? Wait. I've got to hold up this flashlight and blink it two times. Gee, is that a signal? Yes, that's a signal. It's okay to land. Evidently, they don't see your signal. Well, he will pretty soon. Gosh, that second plane is real low. There, he sees it now. You think you'll be able to land all right, Red? This field's awfully small. He watched me come in first. He'll get down all right, Steve. Who are these pilots? Well, I can't tell you right now, Fred. Maybe a little later. Right. We've had a lot of trouble tonight, Red. We've got to be careful. I expected that. We were held up a little while ago. You know, I think we ought to have a guard at the entrance to the field. Well, I'll go, Steve. I won't let no one get near here. That's fine, Mud. Go ahead. Now, take my gun, but don't use it unless you have to. Thank you, Fred. You can bet your last cent no one's going to get on this here field when Mud's around to stop him. Have the stuff, Mud. I'll be over at the field after. Oh, here comes that second plane gliding in. I'll keep blinking this flashlight so he'll know where to come. Ah, he's sure doing a swell job. He's following you exactly. Yeah, the third plane has got his engine, too. Yes, he's going to follow the second one in. Gosh, Rick, where did you get this plane? That isn't the Falcon you took off in. Well, here comes the second ship. 
sure made a swell landing, all right. Hey, that's the falcon you took off in, isn't it, Red? Yes, it is, Steve. Gosh, Red. First we thought we were capturing one of Shark's men, and then it turns out to be you. Now with all these mysterious planes in the air... Oh, I wish I could figure it all out. Well, boys, excuse me. I'll have to go over and talk to that pilot. I'll have to go over and talk to that pilot. I'll be back in a minute. Right. Here comes that third plane. Hey, he's almost on the ground. There. There, he made it. Blazing beacons. What's going on? Ah, you've got me, Chuck. But I'll bet you one thing. Red knows what he's doing. And I'm surely glad he's back. Gosh, isn't this a swell plane, Steve? Gee, it certainly is, Chuck. Looks to me like one of those late model two-place pursuit jobs. That third plane's right by the second one. And the two pilots are out of their cockpit and Red's talking to them. Look, Red went over and cut the engine on the Falcon. Evidently intends for the Falcon to stay here. Yeah. Say, great guns, Fred. Yeah? I begin to see the light now. Gosh, look. The pilots who flew the Falcon in is, are getting into the other plane. Yeah, Red has said goodbye to them and is coming back here. Yeah, the third plane's going to take off, too. You're right, Chuck. There she goes. Say, what did you mean, Steve, by saying you uh, see the light? Well, here comes Red, Fred. I think he'll explain it. Well, boys, I guess you're wondering what's going on. Well, we were a little bit curious. Yeah, I'll bet you were. Well, here's the story. Both those pilots are G-men. One of them flew the Falcon back here so I could have this other ship to fly around it. See, I didn't want to leave the Falcon behind, so... And the ship that just took off is carrying the extra pilot back. Is that it, Red? That's the story, Steve. Mm -hmm. Gosh, Red, what kind of ship is this? Well, this is the latest model two-seated tornado. Blazing beacons. I've heard of them, but I never expected to see one. Uh, if it's a tornado, she sure has plenty of speed to burn. Fast climb, excellent stunting ability. Oh, my gosh, Red, everything. Everything is right. This ship's got twin machine guns for the pilot. They're synchronized with the engine. Wow. And another gun on pivots for the observer. And I've brought along plenty of extra ammunition. Well, what do you know about Great that? Besides that... It's got a late-type aerial camera in the floor of the observer's cockpit. Gosh, we sure got something now. Yes. I decided it's time we had something to defend ourselves with. Something's right. Well, Fred, you can start flying gold out of the mine anytime you want to now. Well... I'll convoy your ship with this bus, and I guarantee that no black ship's going to shoot your pilot down. Well, that certainly takes a load off my mind. But, gee, Red, how can we keep this plane here on the field with Clark and the rest of Barlow's gang around? We're not going to keep it here, Chuck. I've had my eyes open in case this kind of a situation came up. And I know a place where we will keep it. Now, here's the plan. Just at daybreak, you and I'll take off in this ship, and Steve will follow us in the Falcon. The place I have in mind isn't very far away. We'll leave this plane there and then come back with Steve and the Falcon. Oh, that'll be swell. A lot has happened since you left last evening, Red. Uh, we better tell you about it. All right, Fred, let's go over to the office. Right. In the meantime, we'll have mud service these ships and get them ready to fly. Gee, there's another thing, Red. Why, uh, what's that, Chuck? Uh, McHale and Slim and Pinky are waiting for you over at the jail. Oh, yes, I was forgetting. I guess we'd better go over there right away. I have a job for them. Uh, what's that, Red? We're going to form a vigilante committee. A vigilante committee? We're going to round up every honest prospector and miner in this town. Our first job is to find Sheriff Ballard. They'll work on the ground while we work in the air. And after we find him, our next job will be Ivan Shark. Well, say, things are surely going to happen now. All right, come on, then. Let's get to the jail. Then we'll come back here to the pilot's bunkhouse, and if there's any time, we'll catch a couple of winks of sleep. It's been kind of rough on you, Chuck. Oh, gee, I feel fine, Red. Well, you could do with some sleep. I can see that. Come on, let's get going. It is now several hours later. Dawn is just beginning to break. Two planes stand before the 7G hangar, engines idling. One is Captain Midnight's new tornado, and the other is the 7G Falcon with Steve at the controls. Red Roberts, really Captain Midnight, is in the tornado's front cockpit while Chuck is in the rear. Listen, as Chuck says. I guess we're all set, Red. Have you got your chute buckled on? I sure have. And your safety belt fastened? Oh, I'm fastening that right now. Oh, Steve's waving to us that he's ready, so I guess we better get going before someone sees the ship. Oh, almost, Red. Okay, the engine's warmed up. We'll take off first. Steve's going to follow. Okay. Here we go. Oh, this is a great plane, Chuck. There is nothing finer in the world. Is this one better than the one you washed out on Broken Ridge? <laughs> Much better, Chuck. This is right from the factory. Gosh, I never believed I'd fly in such a wonderful plane as this. Well, you're in it, and you'll be flying it yourself pretty soon. Do you think so? Sure. I'm going to let you take the controls from the back seat in a minute. Boy, oh, boy. Say, uh, can you see Steve? Wait, I take a look. Yeah, I see him. 
But he's falling pretty far behind. I've got this bus throttled down as much as I can. Now, what time are we going to start looking for Sheriff Pallet? Later on today, Chuck. First, I want to hide this plane. Well, do you think you can? I've got a place fixed that I don't think anyone will ever find. It's going to be our secret landing field. Gee, our secret landing field? Well, that'll be swell. We'll keep the ship there, and then we'll go back and forth to it in one of the 7G planes. Well, supposing we're followed by one of Shark's pilots sometimes. We'll never land there if there's another plane in the air, Chuck. Gee, Red, isn't this wonderful? Look, the rim of the sun is just showing over the mountains. Yep. There isn't a more beautiful sight in the world, Chuck, than the sunrise from a plane high yeah, in the air. Yeah. Look at the light on the mountains. They stand out so clear. Mm-hmm. Notice the long shadows in the valleys? I'll never forget this sight as long as I live. Flying's a wonderful thing, Chuck. As soon as you get up in the air, you lose all your worries and you forget all your troubles. I know. You, you feel sort of separated from the world, and yet you're a part of it. It's sort of... Well, we got to tend to business, Chuck. What about Steve? Can you see him? I can't see anything of him. By George, Chuck, we can't lose him. Oh, wait, I look again. Lincoln Beacon's red. I can see a plane, but I don't think it's Steve. Well, has something happened to Steve? And who is flying this other plane which Chuck sees? Things look a lot more cheerful now that Captain Midnight has returned, but what will be Ivan Sharks next news? Thrilling moments are ahead. Don't miss them. Tune in next Monday, same time, same station, to Captain Midnight. Remember, get the free pictures of Captain Midnight and Chuck Ramsey today at any Skelly station. There's something every friend of Captain Midnight should have, because they're autographed to you by Chuck Ramsey and by your friend, Captain Midnight. And besides, Captain Midnight's picture has an important clue in it. A clue you'll need in the big adventure that's coming for every fellow and girl who belongs to Captain Midnight's Plate Patrol. These marvelous pictures, you know, are absolutely free. You don't need to buy a thing. You don't need seals or box tops or even a penny for a stamp. You just go to any place where Skelly gasoline is sold. Go alone or dad or mother will be glad to drive you, I'm sure. And tell the Skelly man you want the big free pictures of Chuck Ramsey and Captain Midnight. If you're a member of Captain Midnight's Flight Patrol, show the Skelly Man your card or your badge, and he'll give you the pictures right away. If you're not already a member of Captain Midnight's Flight Patrol, tell the Skelly Man you want to join, and he'll give you these wonderful pictures and your membership card in the Flight Patrol. And he'll send in to Skelly Headquarters for the big, brilliant, Mr. Magic Weather Forecaster badge that Flight Patrol members wear. And it won't cost you a single penny. Not one cent. It's free. So get these pictures from your Skelly Man tonight, tomorrow, or Sunday, the next time you're out in the family car. And listen Monday, same time, same station, for further adventures of Captain Midnight, brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. What has happened to Steve? Has one of Ivan Shark's men tampered with his plane? Will Chuck and Captain Midnight be able to help him? Be sure to listen Monday. Until then, this is your Skelly Man saying goodbye and happy landing!
when you step on the starter. Well, if it's slow and wheezy, maybe all you need to do is change your oil. Maybe a change to clean, fresh Kelly Tagoline winter oil will give you starch you can be proud of. You see, your old oil, designed for warm weather driving, is probably thick and gummy now. Sticky and heavy like glue. Won't let your motor turn over freely. Believe me, new winter Tagoline will fix that. It'll protect your motor, too, because Kelly Tagoline is faster flowing, gets up in the motor and lubricates it quicker, and stands up under high-speed driving. Now, if you want to get a real kick out of fast start, stop at any Kelly station. Let the boys drain that old oil out and fill your crankcase with fresh winter Kelly Tagoline. Tell Dad or Mother that, will you, you boys and girls who are listening? Ask them to try Jelly Tagoline Winter Oil. Say, you'll be proud of the way your family car starts. And your folks will be glad to know you know how to take care of the car. And now, adventure on the ground and in the sky with Captain Midnight. Last time you remember, Captain Midnight made a hazardous change from his tornado pursuit plane, flown by Chuck Ramsey, to the crippled Falcon cabin plane, being flown by Steve Donovan was badly wounded by Gunner Thorpe. Standing in front of the 7G hangar are Fred Boyd, Ma Donovan, and Patsy Donovan, hence the bank dam. Slowly, the crippled ship glides toward the ground. Suddenly, there's a splintering crash. Fred Boyd places out on the field prey. Quick, my get to that ship. Big fast, David Roberts will be killed. Now, please, Mrs. Donovan, don't you and Patsy run out to that wreck. We'll do everything we can. Mr. Boyd, can I do something? Don't you need some water and bandages? Yes, you and your mother go into the office and get that couch ready. There's hot water in the hangar. Get a bucket of that and some clean towels. All right, Fred. Come on, Patsy. Sure, I knew something terrible would come from our business. Unless if you want anything else, Mr. Boyd. Well, here comes Dr. Howard now. All right, Patsy, but hurry. Come on, Yes, Doctor. Come on, let's run out to that wreck. Right with you. Have you got your emergency bag, Doctor? Yes. How many are in that wreck? Two. Steve Donovan and the new pilot by the name of Red Roberts. Steve, eh? Maybe he'll hurt bad. That mother will take it hard. Well, thank goodness they didn't catch fire. They've got somebody out already. Oh, my gorgeous Red Roberts. He's walking, too. Boy, Red. Any kind of a land is a good one when you can walk away. Right, Steve out here. How do you feel, Red? Oh, hello, Fred. I'm all right. I'm worried about Steve. Mud and his men will have Steve out in a minute. This is Dr. Howard, Red. Oh, glad to know you, Doctor. Yeah. Certainly glad you're here. You better let me look you over. How do you feel? I don't worry about me. All I've got is a few scratches. I've cracked up worse than this lot. What about Steve? I don't know. Lend a hand here. We'll get him out. All right. Be careful now, boys. Take it easy. Oh, it's trouble, bud. Steve fell forward when the plane crashed, and then part of the frame bucket. Here, let me take a look. The mud's right. They can't pull Steve out. Oh, I see what's the trouble. You got a blowtorch, bud? Yeah, I got something better than that. Portable settling welding out. Good. Get it here, quick. Be right back. Is there anything we can do for Steve in the meantime, Doctor? I don't believe so, Fred. He's just knocked out. I'd be better to leave him that way. If he can't do him, I'd start to struggle and make it more difficult. Yes, you're right. Oh, poor Steve. I hope he isn't hurt badly. I don't think he was hurt any in the crash. Hurt before. Yes, I listened to the radio conversation between you and Steve. That was a brave thing you did, Red. Changing from your plane to Steve. Oh, so you're the one who changed planes, eh? Well, Roberts, my head's off you. You see that ship flying above? That plane's being blown by Chuck Ramsey, who's only had a bit of flying experience. But if it hadn't been for the way he handled that ship, I'd have been a goner. Good old Chuck. What's he going to do now? Well, he's circling around, waiting for us to get off the field, and he's coming in to land. That's a fast ship for him to land, isn't it? Yes, Red, it is. But I have a lot of confidence, Chuck. Well, boys, here's the settling torch. All right, bring it here next to Rex. Okay. There she is. Tell your men to quit, Mud. They can't do anything more now. All right, boys. Lay off, will you? We've got to try something else. All right, Mud. Turn that gas on. Okay, Red. Now, where do I strike a match? There she goes. All right, I'll handle it. Second, I get this flame adjusted. There, now you got a cutting flame. That'll do. Look out now. Here we go. 
Look at that thing, Cotton. Well, that plane's cutting through that steel as if it were paper. Say, Red, you certainly know how to handle a torch. Thanks, Mud. I guess I've done a fair amount of welding. And you almost cut through. There. So, get hold of that tube now. Pull out. Boy. Come on now, boy. Get hold of this. Can I say the phrase? Pull out. Yeah. All right, now. One, two, three. Oh, there, now you've got it. You can pull Steve out now. Oh, grab his shoulder. Steve, now. Watch that left leg. Yeah. Now he's coming. Yeah. There. Here we've got it. Well, what do we do with him, Doctor? Take him into the office. I can examine him more easily. All right, All right boys. Carry him into the office and come back out on the field. All right. You stay here, Mud. I'm going to signal Chuck to come in. Okay, Rat. Now, come into the office as soon as he can. We'll be right in. Hey. Hey, Chuck sees you waving. Guy yeah, throttled his engine. Gee, you think he can make it, Rat? That's a mighty tough ship for a beginner to land. I don't know, Mud. But there's nothing we can do about it. It gets in a tough spot. Double hard to land that ship from the back seat. Well, hammer me down from the back seat, eh? It sure makes it a tough one. There, he's making his turn. Thank that ship's deeper, Chuck. He's slipping. Oh, he's just not used to such a fast ship. Watch it, Chuck, watch it. Now he's got her bank more. Good work, Chuck. Keep her steady. Here he comes. He's going to make it. Quick, Chuck, level her out. There, he's bringing the wing up. Now he's all right. Oh, he's still going too fast. Come on, Chuck. Get those wheels down. Here they come. There, she's hitting. Hey, he's going too fast. Slap on those brakes, Chuck. That's the stuff, Chuck. Ah, he's made it. See, Red, he's made it. Great work, Chuck. Come on, bud. Grab that wing. Okay, Red. That was a fine landing, Chuck. I was afraid you weren't going to make it. Yeah, so was I for a second. Oh, see. We don't know yet. They carried him into the office. Have you shut off the gas? Yeah, he's shut off, right? Well, clean my carbon if you didn't pull a fine landing, Chuck. Why well, don't watch you anybody think you was an old war age. Yeah, I had my troubles, though, with each. Especially on that last turn. I didn't think I was going to make it. Well, these ships have a little wing area. They lose altitude fast. Now, I'll cut the switches. All right, come on now. Hop out of that cockpit and we'll go and see how Steve is. Okay, Rick. Gee, I sure hope Steve isn't hurt badly. Hey, listen, you guys. Do you hear anything? Seems to me like I hear an airplane. Yeah, gosh, I don't hear anything. My ears are still ringing for my own engine. Flame and floodlights, I think you're right, Red. That is a plane. Well, which direction is it? Seems to come from the north. That's right. It does come from that direction. Oh, Blaze and Beacons, look up there. To the right of that white cloud. I can see it. I can't hear it. Well, hammer me down, Chuck, if you ain't right. Oh, what could he be doing? I can't make out what kind of a plane it is. Anyway, it doesn't look like it has black wings. Oh. Oh, it looks more like a seven G ship. Looks like an open cockpit job to me. Oh, maybe we better take off and see, Red. Oh, it's too late for that now, Chuck. See? He's heading north. Well, who in the world could that be? There aren't any seven G ships in the air, are there? No, not a single one, Chuck. I don't like this, Chuck. It looks like a plane we've seen before. Well, what do you mean, Red? Remember one time we left the ship out on this field so a certain person could escape? Jiminy Crickets. You mean Gunnerthorpe? I mean the plane he flew away that day. Was it the same one? I don't know. But if it is, well, it makes things look bad. Hey, it's none of my business, but what are you guys talking about? I'm sorry, Mud. We haven't got time to tell you about it now. We've got to get this tornado to our secret landing field right away before something else goes on. Okay, I'll jump in the rear cockpit. Are you coming right back? Mud, you run over and tell the doctor to do everything he can for Steve. Chuck and I'll be back in a little while with that falcon we took off in. You tell Fred, too. Okay, Red. Hurry back. Ready, Chuck? We have a minute to lose. Field's all clear. Okay, Chuck. We're off. Ivan Shark's hideout. An hour later, the criminal is in his study. Suddenly...
Well, Tell them to come in, Fang. Well, gentlemen, what report do you have? A very interesting report, Chief. Very well, Gardo. Fang, you will close the door and remain inside. Yes, Papa. We sure got the dope this time, Chief. Yeah. Very well. Let me have the news. You're a pilot, Clegg. Flew the 7G plane down near Black Gulch. He saw the tornado pursuit plane land on the Black Gulch field, and then he returned here. Is that so? Very good. But, uh, have you heard Sphinx's report on the radio messages? Uh, no, Chief, I haven't seen Sphinx. Hmm. They were very, very interesting indeed. Uh, say, Chief. Was Red Roberts flying the train that crashed? Yes. He overheard a radio conversation which proved that. Roberts was in the front cockpit, and we have every reason to believe that Chuck Ramsey was in the rear. Well, where did that tornado come from? The 7G Company don't have any ship like that at Black Gulch. That, Gardo, is something we must find out. But if my guess is right, it is easily explained. Well, what are you getting at, Chief? You do not know, I suppose, that Red Roberts changed from the tornado plane to the ship Steve Donovan was flying. Yes. You mean Roberts changed in midair from his plane to that crippled one that Donovan was flying? That's exactly what I mean, Barlow. Well, what did he do that for? Well, when Thor killed on Donovan, he evidently wounded him. He succeeded in flying his ship as far as Black Gulf Field. But all the time, he was getting weaker. Red Roberts changed to his plane and landed it for him. Well, what do you know about that? Yeah. We have not only lost that gold shipment, but Roberts has also made it difficult for us to capture any more. Yeah. Say, this Roberts has cost us a lot of trouble. Yeah, we sure got to do something about him. If we do not do something about him, he will do something about us. Did you know he crippled Thorpe's plane so badly that he could hardly fly it back here? Yeah. Yeah, I talked to Thorpe. He said his plane was shot up bad. It is Robert that's sure some pilot. And you still tell me his name is Robert. Well, he sure ain't Captain Midnight. No, he can't be. No, he can't be Captain Midnight. And yet, there is only one pilot in the world capable of the deeds this Robert has performed. I tell you, Robert's his us. He must be Captain Midnight. And thus again. Ivan Short's suspicion that Roberts is really Captain Midnight and is brought to a white heat. What will he do? What's going on at Black Gulch Field? Is Steve Donovan seriously hurt? The grim struggle between Ivan Short and Captain Midnight grows ever more tense. What will happen next? Tune in tomorrow to Captain Midnight. And now, you boys and girls, do you want to do your dad a big favor? Well, if you do, remind him he shouldn't wait a day longer to get winter gear lubricants for the family car. You see, every car needs special winter gear lubricants in cold weather. Cold weather makes summer gear lubricants too stiff and solid to lubricate properly. And then the gear shift lever sticks. It's hard to shift. And even more important, the gears themselves run partly dry. And after a while... You hear a sort of humming noise, and you know the car's gears are wearing out. But then it's too late to do much about it. So to be safe, your family car should have winter gear lubricants now. And of course, every friend of Captain Midnight would like to have Skelly gear lubricants, I know. Skelly gear lubricants let your car shift easily, and keep it safe and smooth, and keep it safe and smooth and quiet all winter. So tell that... He ought to get Skelly Winter Gear Lubricant for his car right away. And listen tomorrow, same time, same station, for further adventures of Captain Midnight. Brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers, and Dealer. What will Ivan Shark's next move be in the grim struggle against Captain Midnight? Be sure to listen tomorrow. Until then, 
This is Don Gordon, your skelly man, saying goodbye and happy landing. Skelly Oil Company presents Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, at the same time, by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Say, you boys and girls, here's a mighty important question I have for you today. Now, of course, you're sleeping under winter blankets, aren't you? You've got warm, heavy covers on your bed now that the weather's cold, I'm sure. But uh, tell me this. Do you know, has the oil been changed in your family car? Now, that's an important question, because when you need winter bedding, your family car needs winter oil. But here's one interesting thing. People need heavier, thicker blankets in winter, but cars need lighter, thinner oil. You see, your old heavy oil, which is designed only for summer driving, gets thick as glue in cold weather. Too stiff and gummy to lubricate properly. It makes your family car hard to start. And even more serious, it flows too slowly to lubricate the motor the instant dad or mother steps on the starter. And so, your motor really runs almost dry at first. This is called a dry start. And these dry starts, due to thick, heavy summer oil in cold weather, quickly wear motors out. In fact, some engineers say dry starts cause actually 60% of all engine wear. So, if you haven't got winter oil in your family car, remind your dad he should change to winter oil at once. And, of course, if you're a friend of Captain Midnight, you want Skelly's own Tagoline winter oil in your car, I know. Be sure to tell your dad Skelly Tagoline winter oil is the fast-flowing kind that prevents dry starts. It gets up into the motor almost like a flash. As soon as you step on the starter, rushes into every part of the motor, lubricates it quickly, and keeps it safe from dry start wear even in the lowest temperatures. And tell your dad, too, Skelly Tagoline motor oil is made to stand abuse. It stands up mile after mile while your motor purrs on and on. And now let's see what's happening to Captain Midnight. Steve Donovan, you remember, was attacked and wounded in the air by Gunnar Thorpe, one of Ivan Shark's pilots. Captain Midnight and Chuck saved Steve. And then Captain Midnight changed to Steve's crippled plane in midair and landed it. The plane cracked up on landing, and Steve, wounded by Thorpe's machine gun, was taken from the wrecked plane. Our scene now is outside the 7G hangar. Chuck is speaking to Captain Midnight, who is also known as Red Roberts. Listen. Come on, Red. Let's hurry into the office and see if Steve has come to you. He looked pretty bad. Just a minute, Chuck. I want to talk to you first for a moment. Okay, Red. What is it? Now, the doctor's in there taking care of Steve, and he's doing everything that can be done. Oh, sure, I know. And Patsy and Ma Donovan and Fred Boyd are there, too. Steve's in good hands. Now, here's what I want to say. If that last ship we saw in the sky is a 7G plane Thorpe escaped in, it means Shark knows exactly what is going on here. Well, I was thinking about that, Red, and I was afraid that pilot might see where we hit the tornado. No, Chuck, I watched the sky carefully. I'm sure he didn't see where we went. But we've got to keep knowledge of our secret landing field from Shark. Otherwise, he'll get the upper hand. Red, I was thinking. You said Shark had been listening to our radio conversations. We're sure of that, Chuck. We know someone sent a message to Steve to take off at 12.30 instead of 3. And we know that message didn't come from this field. And it was in the 7G code, too. Which proves that Shark knows the code and he listens to all the company messages. Red, we've got to capture Shark. Things can't go on like this. Well, we finally know where Shark's hideout is. Now we've got to work out a plan for his capture. And we're going to start today. Oh, gee, that's swell. Well, what's the first thing we do? I'll tell you that in a little while. 
Come on now, let's step into the office and see how Steve is. Okay, we can go in through the hangar. Oh, well, there comes Patsy now. Oh, she must have come right out of the office. Hi, Chuck. That sure was a swell landing you made. I saw it from the office window. Oh, thanks, Patsy. Uh, how's Steve? He's getting along all right. What did the doctor say, Patsy? He said it wasn't anything serious, Red, that Steve wasn't in any danger. Oh, gosh, that's swell. I had a hunch he was all right. Steve was sure lucky, all right. A bullet creased the top of his head, and another one made a bad flesh wound back of his shoulder. Well, how soon will Steve be up, Patsy? Dr. Howard says he should stay in bed for a few days and get plenty of rest. He's weak from the loss of blood. Well, i got to go home and get Steve's bed ready for him. They're going to bring him up in a little while. Okay, Patsy. See you later. Yes, so long, Patsy. Well, look, Chuck. Look who's coming. Oh, Brazen Beacon, Slim Pool, and Pinky Drake. They're just the ones I want to see. Hi there, Chuck. Oh, Red. Uh, how's the old flying pals getting along? Hello, Slim. Hi, Pinky. I'm sure glad to see you, boys. Uh, we came out to say goodbye. Goodbye? Well, where are you going? We're going on up to the mine to start working our claims. Working your claims, eh? Mm-hmm. Say, um, I'd like to ask a favor of you two fellas. Well, you just name it, partner, and it's yours. Sure, Red. Go ahead. You know that country up there pretty well, don't you? We sure all of We've been in and out there since we were kids. You know where Elk's Peak is? Sure, that's just a few miles east of our claim. You know where the ridge joins Elk's Peak? Yeah, we know that place. There's a big cliff on the other side, and that's where those hidden falls are. Must be over a thousand foot drop. That's the place I'm talking about. Hey, you ain't aiming to go over there, are you? Well, we thought we might take a look around. Well, that's a good place to keep away from. I'm going to take your boys into my confidence. But first, I want to ask you to keep what I tell you a secret. There's a famous criminal, an outlaw, who has a hideout in that spot. His name's Ivan Sharp, and he's back of Barlow and his whole gang. By the horns, old Dinky, didn't I tell you? I guess you're so right, Slim. Say, listen, Red, your name isn't really Roberts, is it? Well, to tell you the truth, Pinky, it isn't. But I can't tell you my real name now. Perhaps I'll be able to later. We don't give a hoop who you are, Roberts. You've been on the square with us, and we'll give you the shirt off our backs any time you want it. Now just tell us what you want us to do. You're going up to your claim to make a permanent camp, aren't you? We sure are. We got three mules here, all packed, and a lot of new equipment. All right. Now here's the favor I want. How about Chuck and me coming up and camping with you for a few days? Say, listen to that, Slim. Why, we sure be tickled to have you. You just come on up any time you want to. Boy, that's your swell. When do you expect to get up there? Well, we'll leave him right away. We want to get up there by tomorrow night. Ah, that's swell. Chuck and I will fly up to Rattlesnake Emergency Field tomorrow afternoon, and then we'll hike from there over to your camp. Well, fire enough, partner. We'll meet you boys over at the claim tomorrow night. That's settled then. We'll see you tomorrow. Well, we'll do all we can to help you. Come on, Slim. Let's get going. Hold on. Yeah, see you tomorrow then. Goodbye. So long, Piggy. So long, Slim. Gee, there are a couple of swell guys, aren't they, Red? You bet they are, Chuck. Well, tomorrow we take the next step I was talking about. Come on now. We'll see how Steve's getting along. Again, we return to Ivan Shark's hideout in the mountains. It's just after sunset. And the high western peaks stand out clear against the crimson sky. Ivan Shark stands by a window in his study, watching the lengthening shadows. Suddenly, he comes to a decision. His lean fingers reach forward. You call me, Master? Yes, Fang. Close the door and come here. Yes, Master. You wish faithful service, Fang, to do something for you, Master? Yes, Fang. There is something you can do for me. But first, look out this window. Yes, Master. I look. What do you see, Fang? I see darkness. Soon it will be night. Yes, Fang. Soon it will be night. There is a long night coming, Fang. I can read the future, and I can see darkness. Darkness that will cover many people. Yes, Master. The night will never end. I do not wish that darkness to cover us, Fang. There is work yet to be done, if not here, in other parts of the world. Perhaps the time is coming when you and I shall leave these mountains. You go, Master. Fang, follow. Yes, but there are others who will not follow. They are the ones whom darkness will cover. Tell me, Fang, are you watching Barlow and Gardo? Most carefully, Master. Sometimes I see them speak to each other. Do they speak with each other alone? Yes, always alone. 
But they are very clever. I have not been able to hear what they say. Never mind, Fang. I even Shark will hear them. They cannot deceive me. They are waiting now to see you. Eh? That is good. I still have use for them. They can serve me more. And then... <laughs> well, bring them in, Fang. Yes, Master. Wait. You have your gun? Yes, Master. It is in pocket. Gardo used to be my bodyguard, but I cannot trust him any longer. You, Fang, will watch over me now. Yes, Master. The eyes of Fang will not fail you. Good. Go now and bid them enter. Yes, Master. You will please come in, gentlemen. Thanks, Fang. Okay, sir. You will come forward, please. Close the door, Fang. Yes, Master. You are to see us, Chief. Yes. I would discuss a plan with you. Sure, Chief. Go ahead. I spoke to you about the 70 gold mines. They have far too much gold for their own good. Yeah. They got away with that last shipment, but they... Well, they still must have a million dollars worth on hand. That gold, Gardo, can do us much more good than it can do them. Yeah. You have obtained the layout of the mine? Oh, yeah, Chief. I got it from Monk last night. Uh, here it is. I'll unfold it for you. Yeah. You will explain this to me. Okay, Chief. You see, that square marks the main entrance to the mine shaft. Now, on this side are the barracks and the mess house. The landing field here stretches to the south. In this corner, all alone, is the mine office. And the strong room? Why is that? That's in the rear of the office. How many guards are on duty in the strong room? Uh, two, Chief. Both day and night. What's on this side, back of the office? Well, that's the mountainside, and it's very steep. Where is the trail you mentioned? Along this mountainside. Very dangerous unless you know the way. Do you know the way? Oh, yeah, sure. I've been up several times. Can the men escape along that trail? Well, they can, but they can't hurry. Well, then here's the plan. You will take 20 men and attack at 12 o'clock. Uh-huh. By that time, everyone at the mine except the guards should be asleep. Yeah. You will use tear gas to overcome the guards and also to drive away anyone else who may approach. Okay. Half of the men will load the gold on the pack mules while the other half protect them. Then, when the gold is all out and on the trail, you two will act as a real guard to prevent anyone following. Is this perfectly clear? I get it, Chief. I understand, Chief. Very well, then. Report to me tomorrow night when you are ready to leave. Now, you may go. Will Ivan Shark's bold plan to steal the gold from the 7G mine be successful? And what will happen when Captain Midnight and Chuck attempt to enter Ivan Shark's stronghold? Exciting adventures are ahead. Don't miss them. Listen tomorrow, same time, same station, for further adventures of Captain Midnight. Brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Until tomorrow, this is Don Gordon, your Skelly Man, saying goodbye and happy landing! And now, here is a special announcement from the Skell Gas Company. The Skell Gas Company, which is a part of the Skelly Oil Company, wishes to make this announcement to folks who live beyond the gas name, who cook with oil, coal, or wood. Now you can cook with gas, no matter where you live. For Skell Gas, spelled S-K-E-L-G-A-S, brings you every convenience of city gas service. Skell Gas is not gasoline. It is real gas, rich natural gas concentrated in steel cylinders. Delivered and installed, ready to operate at the flick of your finger. So decide now to cook dinner tomorrow with Skell Gas in a modern, clean Skell Gas kitchen on a beautiful modern Skell Gas range with dozens of better cooking features. There's probably a Skell Gas dealer real near you. He can install Skell Gas complete on two hours' notice. And he can prove from actual figures in your neighborhood that Skell Gas costs less than you probably pay now for dirty, work-making, old-fashioned fuel. If you cook with coal, wood, or oil, in your own interest, do this. Let your Skell Gas dealer show you how economically you can have real gas service through Skell Gas. If there is not a Skell Gas dealer near you, just send a card to Skell Gas Company, Kansas City, Missouri, and they will be glad to send you full information.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.